According to reports, 80% of New Year's resolutions are failed by February. And of the people that manage to keep going, only 8% of people that make a New Year's resolution actually see that through to completion and achieve the goal they originally set out to do. So that begs the question, what is it that we're doing wrong when it comes to setting New Year's resolutions? And as a follow-on from that, what should we be doing instead? And today in this podcast episode, that's exactly what we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss where we might be going wrong when it comes to setting New Year's resolutions, what to do instead, and how we might maybe need to change our mindset around resolutions and goal setting in order to set us up better for success. So as always, let's dive right in. So before we get into our discussion around New Year's resolutions, may I first start by saying Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast through 2019 and it's glad to have you back in 2020. We've got some exciting stuff coming up this year, so keep an eye out for all of that. It just makes sense for us today to start this conversation in this industry around the topic of New Year's resolutions. So before we dive into what people are potentially doing wrong and what they can do instead, let's have a quick look at what reports are suggesting are the top New Year's resolutions for the year ahead. Um, Now, the report that I'm using here is American, as a lot of these things are when it comes to this sort of stuff, but it probably gives us a, a good idea of most westernized countries. So according to this report, The top three New Year's resolutions out of the top 10 all relate to health, fitness or wellness. So number one on the list is to diet or to eat healthier. So 71% of people are looking to do something that involves a diet or eating healthier. Number two on the list is to exercise more. So that's 65% of people are looking to exercise more. And then number three on the list, 54% of people are looking to lose weight. So those first three are all sort of interlinked in some way because you might need to do one to achieve the other and things like that. But it just shows you that when we're talking about this conversation of New Year's resolutions in relation to our industry, the health and fitness industry, this is a big conversation. It's a big topic. And therefore, I believe we should do a better job of helping people sort this out and, and do a better job of it, of it. In the top 10, there was also one other one that featured, which was to drink less alcohol. That came in at number nine, and that was 15% of people. So there's maybe four of the top 10 that relate directly to health and fitness. Um, And then even the other ones that are on there, there's ones on there like quit smoking, um, spend more time with family and friends. You know, you could argue that there's there's an element of wellness to these things as well and health. So there's there's a massive trend towards New Year's resolutions around health, fitness, wellness, mindfulness, and these types of things. So if people are going out there with the intention of improving themselves in these areas, Where are they getting it wrong? What is it about the way we look at New Year's resolutions or goal setting, as we might call it? What is it about that that we are getting wrong? So that's what we're going to take a look at first. We're going to have a a, a little conversation around that. We're going to unpack a few ideas there, and then we're going to look at what we might want to do instead. So first of all, let's look at where we might be going wrong. So where exactly might we be going wrong when it comes to setting New Year's resolutions or setting goals for the year ahead? And I'm going to look at this from a place of what we might be focusing too much on 
And in doing that, what that potentially ignores around the pursuit of any sort of goal or resolution. And that's how I'm going to look at this. The topic or the idea of setting goals and resolutions and that is is quite a large one. I'm going to go at it from my own angle and, and unpack it in two different ways. So fundamentally, one of the big problems I think people have when they set resolutions and goals is there is too much emphasis on the goal itself. And by that, what I mean is, is on the outcome. So let's take an example from our, our world, our industry. Health and fitness, big goal that most people are going to have this year is I want to lose weight. Some people might go as far as saying, I want to lose X amount of weight. So let's use two stone as the example. I want to lose two stone of weight. Okay. Good goal, you know, inspiring goal. You know, you're setting yourself something that's achievable, but at the same time is going to require you to push yourself. It's quite clear in terms of it's measurable and things like that. All the emphasis, all the focus, all the sort of mindset becomes targeted on that outcome. Everything that you do then becomes aimed towards doing absolutely anything in your power to achieve that end goal. And what happens there is, is I think we miss out on two parts of the actual process of achieving and setting good goals. First part of that is, is getting some context around that goal, i.e. what's the purpose, what's the why. So we might have set the goal, but what's the driving force behind that? Have we actually taken any time to unpack that and understand that for ourselves as personal trainers, it's something that we try and do when we help clients. But again, I still think there has to be an element of doing that for yourself and actually asking yourself a few questions around that goal. So if the goal is to lose two stone, what does that actually mean? What does the pursuit of losing two stone actually mean for you? Why is that meaningful? Why does that have any sort of purpose? How does it affect you? How does it affect the people around you? These are all important questions to ask yourself. And something that I like to ask is, is, who would you need to become to be the type of person that loses that amount of weight? Because to me, it's it's about becoming a slightly different version of yourself that, that does different things. And that ties into what we're about to unpack next. So by focusing too much on the outcome, we actually miss a little bit of the purpose. We, listen, we miss a little bit of the meaning. All we focus on is the actual end outcome. And another problem I have with that is that that can then lead people down the route of looking for quick fixes. So if you're overly focused on the outcome and achieving the outcome at any costs, that's where we see people taking part in things that fundamentally we know aren't the way to get us to our end goal, but we do them anyway in the hope that it works because all we're focused on is the end goal. We're not focused on the actual process. We're focused on the outcome. So that's where people might you know, starve themselves for seven days to try and lose a stone before they go on holiday just so that then they can gain that stone back while they're on holiday. That might be why someone takes part in get-rich-quick schemes to try and earn a load of money and become a millionaire overnight and become an overnight success when really we know that that's not how things work. So these all stem from the same problem. They all stem from the same idea of focusing too heavily on the actual outcome itself, on the actual goal itself, and not the bits that underpin that. The first bit that underpins that is the, is the purpose and the meaning behind it. The other bit that underpins that, which is what I want to talk about next is the underlying habits that you are going to have to build to achieve those goals. And I believe that that's where we need to start shifting the conversation, shifting the focus. Setting a goal and goal setting is a powerful tool. It works. You know, people that set goals and achieve them 
do really, really well for themselves in life in many different areas. There is nothing wrong with setting goals. We just need to look at it a little bit better and we maybe need to look at it with a slightly different mindset. So the mindset I'm trying to shift you towards today is almost down the line of habit setting as opposed to goal setting. And the way we do that is, is we look at what are the goals you want to achieve? So in our example from before, it was two stone weight loss. Okay, what are the habits we would need to instill to actually get to that end point? What that then does is, is it takes our focus away from the outcome and instead focuses us on the process. If we can fall in love with the process, we will find it so much easier to get to our end result and our end goal. And in doing so, we'll have picked up a lot more skills along the way. And we will now have that lifelong ability to do whatever it was to get us to that end goal. So in our weight loss example, let's say that someone has decided they want to lose weight. They want to lose two stone. They've given themselves a bit of a talking to and they've gotten clear on why that's important to them. And after asking themselves a few questions, this person might have come to the conclusion that actually I want to lose a couple of stone because I believe that that will make me a better parent. It'll make me a better example to my kids. I'll be able to do more with them. I'll have more energy. I'll have a better relationship with my partner, blah, 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 blah. It becomes about way more than just the actual weight loss itself. It becomes about all these other powerful things that are actually really important to the person. We've done that bit. We've decided that bit. What we're now going to do is, is focus on the actual input side of things and the habits that underpin that. So what this person could now do is he say, right, I've got that goal in mind. I know that it's important to me. I know there's a purpose behind it. I know there's a reason. That's okay. I'm going to put that to one side. I'm going to leave that on that shelf over there in my mind. And what I'm now going to do is I'm going to get very clear on the bits that need to happen for, for me to actually get to that point. And we might start breaking this down. So we might look at it from a, a perspective of eating. So in order for me to lose two stone, I need to start eating better. I need to get, get better control of what I'm eating, what I'm putting in my body and understanding what that looks like and how it affects me. Okay, so what we've got there now is, is we've got another goal. We've got a goal of eating better. So we can't really do much with that. Again, we need to break that down into what are those habits. So a very, very simple habit that someone might decide is, is well, if I want to eat better, I want to commit to sitting down once a week and actually writing myself a shopping list and making sure that I've got the things in my house that I need to give me the best chance of eating better. They might also set alongside that, that once a month, they want to go through the cupboards and clear out any crap that they've accumulated along the way that maybe they weren't meant to buy, but has found its way into their cupboards or into their fridge or into their freezer. And we just want to get that out of the way. So the habit they're going to form there is, is once a week, I'm going to write a shopping list so that I actually go shopping and do a decent shop for the week. And on top of that, once a month, I'm going to have a bit of a clear out and get rid of anything that shouldn't be in those cupboards or, or in the fridge or the freezer. That's just a very, very basic example. Another, another version of that might be that they're going to sit down once a week and, and plan the meals for the week ahead. So I'm going to plan what I'm going to cook for the week ahead. Then I've got an idea of what I need to buy on my shopping list. And these things start to take care of themselves. It gets people down the route of eating better. If we flip that over to the other side and we have a look at something like exercise, again, the goal is to lose two stone in weight. So what are the habits that underpin that? Well, we need to eat better. Maybe we need to move more. So what are the habits that I'm going to instill within myself to actually make that a reality? Someone might want to commit to just doing some form of exercise every day. They might just say, you know what? I need to move every day. And it doesn't matter what that movement is initially. It might be that I go to the gym a couple of times a week and that's great. But what I actually need to do is create some sort of consistency and frequency around how much I actually move. So I'm going to commit 
to forming the habit of actually doing something every day that feels like movement and exercise. So it might be that, let's say, for example, on a Monday, we've woke up, we're really motivated, we've gone to the gym, we've done that, brilliant, because it's easy to do at the start of the week. On Tuesday, we've not gone to the gym, but we've gone for a, a walk at lunchtime because um, it's a fairly nice day. We've gone out, we've grabbed some lunch or whatever. We've, we've gone out with a colleague and we've had a bit of a walk, got moving around. On Wednesday, we've gone back to the gym because, again, it's still fairly early in the week. We're still feeling fairly motivated and it feels quite easy to do. By Thursday or Friday, things are starting to feel a bit more difficult and work's piled up throughout the week that now needs taking care of. So time is of the essence. You're busy, the kids are busy, family are busy. What can you start to do to instill this habit of keeping on top of doing some form of exercise? Let's have a look at a couple of simple examples. One thing you might do is set yourself the challenge of if you haven't been able to go to the gym or I haven't been able to go for a walk or I haven't been able to do a home workout, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my flight of stairs at home and I'm going to run up and down the stairs five times. That's my exercise done for day. That's my little commitment that I've done with myself. It might be that you're going to drop on the floor and do 50 push-ups. It might be that you're going to do 50 squats. It might be something as simple as that. It might be that you're just going to do one of those things over a number of times and that's you ticking that box of saying I have done something today along the lines of moving and exercising that is going to get me one step closer towards that end goal because what will happen if you start to do that is that you'll then start to commit even more consistently with the bigger sessions that you do in a week and the other bigger bits of exercise that you do in a week because you're doing those smaller ones even on the days where it's difficult to fit them in you will now find yourself committing to the bigger ones more frequently as well. It's just the way these things tend to knock on and the knock-on effect that we have with some of these things. So doing that might be something that's very, very simple for you to do and that you can commit to. You might not want to commit to exercise every day. You might say to yourself, I'm going to commit to doing X this many times per week and that's the habit you want to form or I want to go meet this friend X times a week and go for a walk. That's fine. That's up to you what you set as the habit. Um, you could even break it down Smaller than that, you might want to get into the habit of actually packing your gym kit on a night so that on the morning when you get up, it's ready and you're ready to go to the gym. There's loads of ways you can look at doing this and different things will work for different people. But I just want to give you a bit of a blueprint and an idea of what this might look like if you were to go ask these questions yourself. So we've used an eating example. We've used an exercise example. Let's have a look at something else. Let's have a look at like a mindfulness or a mental health type example that you might want to do as part of this. Um, because I do believe that that should be part of any health and fitness journey as well. Something we like to try and do is, is get people to start using things like journals and gratitude logs. So it might be that you start committing to write, I'm going to start my day or finish my day by writing three things that I'm grateful for. Um, it might be that you want to sit down and journal once a day for five minutes and just write down your thoughts and your feelings and have a little check-in with yourself. It might be that you want to commit to using a free app to do a little bit of meditation or something like that. You might want to use something like Headspace and sit down for five, 10 minutes and do a bit of guided meditation. Or you might want to sit down with a book and read a book for five minutes a day or read a chapter a day or something like that. So you can start to see how we would build up what would be a really, really healthy picture of how someone might get to their end goal. I know the mindfulness stuff that I just talked about might not seem directly relatable to that end goal, but usually if you get people doing things for themselves and reviewing themselves, it helps them stay in line and stay in check with why it is that they're doing what they're doing and reminding themselves of what the end goal is and what the end outcome is. We could also use that that last bit there, that sort of mindfulness bit and wellness bit to even talk about something like sleep 
and setting some habits around that to make sure that you're actually well rested and well recovered if you're going to start expecting yourself to exercise more and eat better and things like that. So these are all things that you can start building as small habits. And where I would maybe advise that you start with this is just set one small habit, follow it through for at least a week, maybe two, maybe three, and then start adding new habits in on top of that. What most of us do is we overdo it very early on. We expect ourselves to exercise more, we expect ourselves to eat less, and we expect ourselves to start getting up earlier in the morning and sleep less to try and fit all these things in. And before we know it, we burn out because we're now putting less fuel in our body, we're now recovering less, and we're expecting our body to have more output than it ever has before. All at a time of the year when we've probably just spent two to three weeks abusing our bodies over Christmas and New Year. When you break it down and do the simple maths, it doesn't add up. It doesn't stack up. It doesn't make sense. Why would you expect that of yourself? So let's sit down initially and look at what habit can we do from now that actually adds to your body or adds to your health and put some equity in the bank so that when you do start to expect yourself to move more and things like that and eat less, you're actually in a better position to do so. That might be where you start with a with a habit around sleep or something like that. So I hope that gives you an idea today of a different way of looking at resolutions and, and where you might want to go with that. I usually find that when people start to focus on the habits, they rely a lot less on sort of self-discipline and and this idea of motivation it's much easier to just create something that's small that you do daily that creates the ultimate success and if you look at someone that's successful in anything you want to be successful in the only difference is is that they've got a small set of habits that they do repeatedly on a consistent basis every day that has led them to the point where they are now you've not quite done that yet and that's what you need to instill in yourself so in the health and fitness world that's things that you're going to do for yourself that puts equity in your own bank account with regards to how you're treating your body and how you're treating yourself so that then you can have a bigger impact on the people around you and things like that. So hopefully that gives you an idea of how you might want to look at resolutions and goal setting differently. If you do need any help with any of that or if you've got any questions, please feel free to reach out on the blog, mattrobinson.blog. There's a contact button over there where you can find me and ask for any help that you need over there. You know, if if you find that you're setting poor goals or you've set resolutions many times before and never quite achieved them, this is something that you should probably really sit down and have a talk to yourself about and have a think about what am I going to do differently this time? Because I keep going down the route of this setting resolutions and committing to doing this and committing to doing that and I never quite see it through. Something has to change for you to start seeing an impact and seeing this change over time so that you actually get there. that's it for our first episode of 2020 this was episode 39 so if you want any of the show notes or anything like that any of the links please head over to mattrobinson.blog forward slash 039 and you will find it all on there you will also find a full transcript of the episode if there's any bits that you want to go back and look at and take some notes on you can uh, find them there they're very useful for a lot of people in the coming weeks Um, I have sort of teased this before, I've teased this idea a couple of times now, but in the coming weeks we are going to do a little mini-series on how to take the first steps with getting an online version of yourself out there on the interweb so that people can find you. It might not necessarily be about online personal training per se, but how do you get 
your business, your fitness business represented online in a way that's representative of you. And you can then potentially use that as a stepping stone to start doing things like online training or online coaching or nutrition coaching and things like that. So that's a little teaser for things that are coming up in a, in a couple of weeks time. And I'm going to give you some really, really practical hands-on tips and advice on that. I have mentioned before that a lot of that information is going to be delivered via the blog and via the email list because there's going to be videos in there and articles and stuff. So if you're not yet subscribed to the email list, head over to mattrobinson.blog. You'll be able to find relevant links there to actually join the email list. All I ever send out is a little weekly update on the latest podcast episode, but now I'm going to start adding in the additional educational content as well that you're going to need over the next few weeks. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in having an online version of yourself out there somewhere, make sure you go over there and subscribe to the email list and I will make sure that you get all the relevant information and the content ready for when that is uh, going live. Until next time, take care of yourself. I hope you've uh, found today's episode very, very useful because it's something that needs a bit more attention and a bit more time for us to think about. So have a think about that over the next few weeks. Don't think about your resolutions or your goals as 2020 as like a one-off thing that you're just going to sit down and do and then forget about. It's a bit of a process, so maybe start that process today of thinking about these things and then committing to habits over time that you're willing to do to move towards your bigger goals and ambitions. As always, take care of yourself and I will see you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.